Today we're going to finish up our study and enjoyment of 2 Corinthians. We're glad you've been able to join us. Remember that this book is about the New Covenant ministry and the ministers. It's a very critical book in the New Testament. Some think it's even uh, like Paul's autobiography because you can see deep into Paul's uh, person and his uh, living by a spirit. And this last section that we've been in is about his vindication of his apostolic authority. These last four chapters, 10 through 13, we'll cover 13. And remember that he's sharing that uh, he has uh, had a revelation and a vision that he can't even fully speak. So God took him to places in the universe and showed him his heart, God's heart, showed him the new creation, the new Jerusalem, all God's people living uh, eternally with God in the glory. And so Paul has this vision that is compelling him. He sees how the whole universe is going to be concluded and uh, God's purpose. And so he's been given this. And so he's full of feeling to raise up believers on this earth to enjoy Christ and to participate in a body life so that we can make progress toward the end game, the new Jerusalem. So you got to remember, he's full of vision, full of revelation, seeing what uh, the, the depths of God are. And so he's trying to bring this to earth and work this out among these Corinthians. And so in this last chapter, he's having to vindicate himself by the authority given to him. This revelation, this showing him, has given him the authority. It's from God, and he's trying to impart that. So he's uh, coming to them, uh, not wanting to have an unpleasant exchange with them. He says in uh, verse 2 that some have been sinning there, and I, if I come, I'm not going to spare. Uh, I'm here as your dad, and I brought Christ to you, and uh, you've been growing, but you're still infants. You're still childish. You're children. You're fighting one another. You're still in sin. And as a parent raising four kids who are grown now, one of the worst things was to see my kids fighting one another. We're all in one family. Uh, we love each other, yet in their childish states, selfish states, they would fight one another. So this grieved Paul's heart because he realized God's uh, God is greater than that. He's able to supply life and cause these Corinthians to grow so that they are no longer childish. So he is bringing out some key points here. Uh, he's saying that uh, he will not spare in verse 2, since you seek, you seek a proof of the Christ who is speaking in me, who is not weak unto you, but is powerful in you. So Christ was powerful in the believers while, while he, Christ, was speaking in the apostle. So, uh, brothers and sisters, when we're, when Christ is speaking through us to others, there's a power of God there. And then he goes on to say, yes, he was crucified out of weakness. He made himself weak so that he would be crucified. But he says, uh, we live together with him by the power of God directed toward you. So there was a power operating in Paul and the apostles, and it was toward the believers. 
And this power uh, was actually in them. So he brings up this key verse. I love this verse, verse 5. As a young Christian, I've appreciated this verse. Test yourselves, whether you're in the faith. Prove yourselves, or do you not realize about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Oh, that is so good. Don't you realize that this person is in you? Not a doctrine, not a teaching, but a marvelous person. Jesus Christ himself is in you. You know, sometimes when we're having a rough day, uh, I just am reminded, you know, it doesn't matter, Tim. Uh, Christ is in you. This is the key matter. Christ is working things out. Don't be so dismayed. Don't let things get you down. Christ is in you. And uh, some other verses uh, that tell us this in the New Testament are, are Romans 8.10. I hope you'll memorize these verses. There's four of them that talk specifically about Christ being in us. 8.10, Colossians 1.27, 2 Corinthians 3.5, and Galatians 2.20. These are marvelous verses in the New Testament. I hope you'll really enjoy these verses. They bring Christ to us in such a rich way. Now Paul goes on to conclude this wonderful chapter in such a marvelous way. And he concludes the whole book with a blessing. And this blessing has also stayed with me since I was a young Christian. Uh, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So experiential. The triune God, the person of God and his Father, Son, and Spirit aspects. Uh, God the Father being the source of love. God the Son being the course that this love took as grace to us, to come to us in our fallen, pitiful situation, putting aside himself, even dying a, a, a horrible death of crucifixion. That was God's grace coming to us, reaching us, reaching out to us to bring us to himself. And that is through the Spirit, the transmission, the fellowship is him reaching us so we can experience this person, the life of this person, the death of this person, the, the death to ourself. It's Christ's death we're experiencing. Uh, I'm crucified with Christ. And it's Christ's life that we experience, the resurrection life that empowers us. So he's blessing these Corinthians. He's reminding them in verse 5 that Christ is in you and that you're you're blessed with this person. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. What a wonderful conclusion to a marvelous book on the New Testament, the New Covenant ministry and its ministers. Praise the Lord for Uh, the Corinthians, and what's been open to us through these two books. And now, uh, we'd like to sing a little song to encourage us all. Christ in you, Christ in me, oh, what a victory. Christ in you, Christ in me, Christ is in you. Oh, the body that leads us asleep, the Spirit's life because of righteousness. Of the glory of this mystery, which is 